So, Kaylee, this week I went and donated blood. I think you probably remember in high school when I used to donate blood and pass out. That was always fun. Yeah, you passed out every single time. I did. It was scary. I've gotten much better at it. Uh, I donate. They're called Power Reds at the American Red Cross now. Basically, they pump two pints out, but they pump a pint of plasma back in, and they pump a pint of saline back in. So your like liquid levels never really fall. Your blood volume levels never really fall, and I don't pass out. But some guy definitely passed out at the blood drive, but it wasn't me, so hey. I have a question, because I used to donate plasma, mm-hmm. so I did the opposite, and they would run it through the centrifuge to separate things out, and then pump the red blood cells back in with an anticoagulant that made me feel like I had ice moving through my veins. Yeah. Is it, they, they do the same thing. Same thing, pla- yeah. Same, same okay. thing, just the other way around. It's very, it's like chilling and sometimes it leaves a weird taste in your mouth. But just like a general PSA for anybody who's listening, if you can, because I recognize that not everyone can donate blood, but if you can donate, I would consider it a personal favor if you would go and donate blood. I think it's a good thing. Today I have on my Heroes for Babies shirt, so I'm trying to rep it, but this has nothing to do with the episodes. So maybe we should start talking about it. I mean, I guess it's showtime. (laughs) This is To the Blueberry, episode four. This is a psych rewatch podcast with real life best friends, Alexis and Kaylee. Alexis is the Gus, and oh, yeah. I am the Sean Spencer. Today's episode title is really long. It's, I think, the start of like their super long titles. <laughs> uh, episode four is titled Woman Seeking Dead Husband, Smoking Okay, No Pets. Can we just stop there for a minute? I, I want to. Thank okay, you. Okay, good. So, yeah. I don't, I, I get the women seeking dead husband thing based on the episode but i don't understand smokers okay no pets first of all don't smoke people <laughs> like just don't do it it's bad for your lungs it's bad for your heart it's bad for all of you it's bad for the people around you it's bad for your pets oh and it also will make you look old before your time not to mention the damage it true. does to your internal organs but like girl you don't need those extra lines boy you nope. don't need that dry ass skin nope nope but I didn't understand where it came from. I wasn't sure if it came from anywhere or if they were just like, oh, we'll go with it. That was my question. I was like, is this just funny because it sounds like more like an ad? Like Maybe because it's backwards. Like normally it would say no smokers, pets okay. Uh, would it? I really don't know. <laughs> and then the woman seeking the dead husband. That, that part's funny. Because would actually usually be a good person. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, so maybe it's all supposed to be backwards on purpose. I like like good woman seeking husband pets okay no smokers versus bad woman seeking dead husband girl smokers don't okay no. oh I'm I'm just messing it all up today I don't know it's a weird title but in general it's one of my like less memorable episodes I watched it twice because I watched it once for content for the podcast and I watched it once to watch it but. What order do you do it in? I do content first, and then I just watch it to watch it. I did it the... Slash to try to find a pineapple. I did it that way um, before a couple of times, and then this time I did it the opposite way, and I think I liked it better because I could just, like, kick back the first time and enjoy myself, and then, like, I already had an idea of the beats that were coming up, so the notes... uh, I mean, there's a lot more notes, but... (laughs) Yeah. 
that's one of the, the my notes just keep getting longer. That's one of my struggles for sure. But like I've watched this series, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that was my fourth and fifth viewing or my fifth and sixth viewing of that episode. And like, yeah, I watched it and I knew who the murderer was because I've seen the episode so many times, but I didn't really remember a lot of the stuff that went on. And I think it's just because kind of it's an memorable episode, especially after the last two episodes, which were like huge for me in my psych loving. I agree. I think there are certain episodes that do stand out and then we'll find that, you know, certain ones just aren't as memorable. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think like in later seasons, there are like really iconic ones and those are the ones that immediately jump to mind. But I know every time I start watching it, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this. So yeah. you want to get into the recap? Oh yes. Yeah. So the episode opens in a flashback of 1989 and Sean Stakeout. <laughs> Sean is on, baby Sean, Lil Sean, who's still Lil Sean number three. Lil Sean number three is on a stakeout with Henry. And they are hiding behind like a wall or something watching for the perp. And (laughs) Henry starts talking about things you can and can't do on a stakeout. And the first thing he said is, you can't sleep on a stakeout, Sean. But then at one point he said, you also can't drink on a stakeout because then you have to pee. And as soon as you have to pee, that's when the perp comes. I was like, poor little sleepy grumpy Sean. But that kid is such a good little version of Rode. He is. He really is. He's like, he's sassy enough. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yes. Well, as soon as, as soon as Henry tells him that he can't drink because he'll have to pee, he goes, now I think I gotta pee. And yeah. then they spot their guy, which is the neighbor. Who's stealing the newspaper. Now I got you, you lion. I just love Henry's little tirade. He's mocking the guy and he's like, I can explain. And Sean's just like, what am I witnessing right now? Also, <laughs> where is his mom? Like, what? Where? Why yeah. is she in the house asleep? Why is Sean outside with his dad? This is... Right. Oh. I mean, and it's, what, maybe five o'clock in the morning? Yeah, who really knows? Like, the paper's been delivered. And it's still dark. But it was still dark. Yeah, I don't know. But yes, the neighbor was stealing the newspaper. And while they were in their like stakeout mode, they were talking about kind of tips for stakeouts. So that leads us to... The precinct. Yes, in Chief's office. And (laughs) Sean is sitting in the Chief's chair. And oh my gosh, Kaylee, I have to tell you this. So first of all, that chair had a lift on it. I don't know if you noticed that. The actual cushion part is a separate piece. But my grandma used to have one of those. And we used to play on it all the time. Like, I was with Sean 100%. Because you sit on it and it goes, and it gets into a sitting position. But as soon as you let any weight off of it, it pushes you up. And that was really good for my grandma because she had Parkinson's disease. So her strength just wasn't Mm -hmm. there. But, man, that was so much fun to play with. And as a pregnant woman, like, I could totally see why Chief wants to sit on that. Oh, for sure. Also... As a Sean and Gus, I could see why they would want to sit on But <laughs> Gus's whole vibe, this whole scene is like, we're gonna get in trouble. We shouldn't. I don't. He's like very Chucky Finster about it. If, oh, wow. Throwback. Rograd's reference. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my birthing canal has never felt more aligned. <laughs> oh, I felt like Sean's vibe alternately was like, let's get in trouble. But yeah. I was gonna say. I don't know exactly what happened, but I wrote hashtag fart joke. In my notes. I don't. <laughs> Do you have any idea what that I really from? don't. Fart joke? Oh, well, he's talking about his lactose intolerance. 
<gasps> that's and it. How it's that's a physical it. issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how do you know if I lactose intolerance? My nose knows about Aww. it. <laughs> I mean, I feel. I love pain. a good fart joke. Cause I'm a child. <laughs> Okay, so we got a Buzz McNabb sighting, and that brings us to... Pineapple Hunt. A very early pineapple hunt. So Buzz McNabb is bringing through smoothies. He's got like a whole drinks carrier, and he drops one off to Sean, who asks... Pineapple? Oh, yes. I was like, what are you talking about, Kaylee? Yeah, and McNabb says, of course. Of course. But <laughs> um, did you notice that... Buzz had three smoothies. He had, yeah, he had four in his little carrier, and he gave one to Sean. And he's like, he didn't give one to Gus. No, because um, Sean. Sean put it in order. Yeah, because Gus was like, oh, we're ordering food now. He's like, they were going out anyway. I love it. Yeah. So, but I wonder who had who those other smoothies were for besides Buzz, because I'm a nerd and I think about stuff like that. My head canon is the character that is spoken of but only revealed in the very last scene of the very last episode in season eight. Oh, is one of them. That would be hilarious <laughs> if that was him. <laughs> it's like he he's definitely putting in an order. For those smoothies and that's why sean has a weird fascination with him yep we haven't even gotten his name yet i don't remember it off the top of my head but nope. we'll get there so they are in the office and sean finally talks gus into sitting in chief's chair because it's so comfortable and so and he then, finally and then he talks him into trying his smoothie yes he finally sits down and he hands him his smoothie and gus kicks back and does he put his feet up on chief's desk i don't know he really starts to settle in and like yeah and that immediately when chief comes in so sean's instantly in you want me on a case mode i'm playing psychic why am i getting this why am i getting that did i see something or did i sense something <laughs> we ultimately find out that there is a person coming in to talk about a bank robbery that actually happened four years ago because the person coming in is the wife of one of the robbers who is presumed to be, quote-unquote, the dead husband from our title. Yeah, so there were three guys who apparently succeeded in robbing a bank. This one guy got away with the money and died, and that gets talked about more later. But the two other guys went to prison, and they're about to get out. So it's a courtesy, you know, let 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 her know. What, what is that called? But, I don't know. I'd like let it's the widow something. know just in case. They come after her kind of situation. Right. That's what comes up because then we switch over from Chief's office where she's like, Haha, no, there's no case. There's no case. Go away. So the scene starts actually with Sean telling Gus that the chief had told them to wait in her office. And so when Chief comes in, she's like, I don't even remember why I asked you to stay. And just as she's kicking them out, she goes, oh, I remember what I wanted to tell you. Stay out of my chair. And then she slams the door in her face. And I'm like, Chief Vic, you've got so much sass. I love it. This poor woman just dealing with so much crap. So we switch to Jules and Lassiter talking to a woman whose name is Raylene. We're going to get her a lot. I'm probably going to call her Ray. So Ray is being informed that the guys are being released and she's like, my husband's the only one who knew where this money was hidden. Why do I need to know this? Why am I in danger? And Lester's like, do they know he's the only one who knew where the money was hidden? Right. Bom, bom. <laughs> I don't know how John gets his way in there, but he walks in and he goes, I'm getting a bank. Am I getting a bank? A, a piggy bank? A sperm bank? <laughs> He looks at Jules when he's... Yeah. But 
Okay, here's the thing. I think he just walks in and introduces himself and asks if they know each other, if they met somewhere at the bank. Why that's it. That's the it. Bank? Yeah, and that's what, yeah. And Sean overheard the word psychic earlier and Chief told him that the woman used to see a psychic. She did not need a psychic. Right. So he uses this as an in with the lady because she's an enthusiast. And then, of course... Gus picks up on his ladies' man vibes and starts. Oh yeah. Starts like looking at her and like talking to her and being all smooth and hands her his business card. Literally wrote, Gus steps in with the smooth. Yes, I can write my uh my personal phone number on the back if that'll help you. We're here for you anytime. They quote some weird book at each other, and oh yeah, I'm like, what the h is this book like? It sounds ridiculous. A person who wears many hats doesn't like his hair. Is that the quote? I don't know. Something like that. It was. Really I think that's it. So I really bizarre. like my hair, so I don't wear hats. At the end of their weird little, like, Gus being smooth, Sean just looks at them and goes, and scene. <laughs> and the scene cuts, and we go into our Did intro. you miss the part where he waltzed in and I think tossed Lassiter Gus's keys? And then Lassiter, someone's badge, but we're not sure if it's Lassiter's or someone else's. So I wrote down, I found your keys and wallet, but I have no, I couldn't remember why I wrote that down. I think that might be exactly what he does when he first swans into the scene. Oh, and he has Lassie's (laughs) keys and wallet, maybe? I think, because Gus walks in saying, have you seen my keys? So I was like, were those Gus's and whose badge is that? (laughs) So he didn't really get anywhere, but we cut to the psych office. And Sean's printing out news reports researching the robbery and the crash that supposedly killed Ray's husband. But when Gus walks in, the first thing he sees... Demolition. ...is that the entire middle wall of the office has been knocked out. demo. And he's like, this is a lease. My name is on this lease. You have to take my name off the lease. Oh, and that window. Oh, Gus, I'm sure it's not a load-bearing wall, but if you're really that worried, you can go upstairs and start jumping up and down. Then Gus notices that Ray is in the office in another room, their first real client alert, but she wants to hire them because she's interested in contacting her dead husband. So there was a fiery crash. It was torrential rain. She needs to know where the money is or some way to protect herself, apparently, from these two other guys who are getting released. And she's afraid for her life now. But Sean starts psychically realizing all of this while he has his computer open in front of him because he's reading the articles to her. And then Gus just looks at him and is like, are you kidding, man? Like, this isn't even slick. And yet she, she fell for it because that's what people do to Sean because he has such good hair. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. Hair comes up in this episode a it lot, does. which I enjoy. So Gus is flat out refusing because he thinks there's real danger here. And he's like, we're going to mess up. Somebody's going to get hurt. This woman's going to get hurt. I don't want to be a part of that. So he's telling her to get in touch with the authorities. Don't mess around with psychicness and, you know, protect herself for real, for real. Right behind him, Sean is literally like mouthing, we'll take the case everything's okay and like smiling and thumbs upping and i'm just like "Ah, beautiful beautiful (laughs) all right next scene lassie and jules on a stakeout what a surprise loving (laughs) loving that this comes into play and the scene opens with juliet giving an fyi to lassiter i am not comfortable with 
inter-office romance. <laughs> my, my notes just say, Jules shuts Lassie down for no reason. Not for no reason. She's heard the rumors about why his former partner was transferred. That's fair. But they hadn't really, like, th- there hadn't been any, like, um, what's the word? Inklings, chemistry? inclinations, chemistry. That's a good word. Not that kind there of There hadn't been any moments. And then all of a sudden she was just like, um, I'm not comfortable with inner office romance. She doesn't know if he's a dirtbag, though. Like, I seriously feel for her. But also, I think she uses it as an opportunity to start digging at him about, like, his conduct in the office previous. Because she's like, oh, so then the rumors aren't true. I'm not comfortable with and those implications. I will not deign to respond or something stupid. It's like... So he was apparently on the OG case and he's reliving the time that he arrested these two guys that they're on the stakeout watching. They're at the uh, motel the guys are staying at. And, and everything. Just says, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go for oh, it. Oh, no, no. I wasn't going to, I was going to move forward. So take it. Oh, so was I. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Were you going to say Lassie caught the robbers, but he was really upset because he never actually found the money? Right, he didn't close the case. I was going to say, Jules is like, they don't look so mean. They're not that tough. Like, they've been to prison, sure, but they're, like, not hardened killers. Yeah, they didn't kill a guy. Basically, Lassie had the original case, and he was able to catch the two guys, but he obviously didn't catch the dead guy, and they were never able to fund the money. So they just ended up with a lot of loose ends, and Lassie Very was... Very unsatisfying. Yeah, not just unsatisfying, but, like, that really would have made Lassiter's career. So... Part of me is really happy that that never happened because in my little world, then maybe he wouldn't be sitting there on a stakeout with Juliet. Aw. We cut back to the office. I wrote it down this time. $3.6 million. (laughs) The amount of money that went missing in the robbery. Got the money right. I wrote it down. I checked it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty or nice. We're good. I just want to say before we continue, I hate a robbery. Robberies imply uh, violence or threat of violence, but I respect... I respect a burglary, (laughs) like a well-done, high-stakes burglary. There's no threat to anyone, no one gets hurt, no one else is supposed to be around or is around, and then, you know, some cat burglar gets off with, like, you know, something just by being so sneaky and good. You mean, like, if you get inside, that's just entering? It's not breaking and entering if we don't break anything? (laughs) We'll get there. We're back at the psych office, and it is time for the seance, where Sean is going to try to get in touch with the dead husband, who I don't know his name. I wrote it down later, but it doesn't really matter. That's because true. Because he's just the guy with good hair. Yeah. Okay, so he will he will be known as dead husband, guy with good mm. hair. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, Gus busts into the office where Sean is holding a seance. And he tries to disrupt it. I hear a voice. (laughs) Sean, get over here. (laughs) It wants me to go outside. (laughs) The whole time, Sean has a... First of all, Sean has on Gus's bathrobe. And the... It's like a kimono. Let's be real. It's flowy as all get There's a fan blowing so that the bathrobe kimono is like flying. And he just kind of reaches his foot up and he turns off the fan and they go outside. Did you see his shoes? What the heck were those shoes? I didn't notice that. Okay. Okay. You need to freeze frame. They're ridiculous. I don't know if they're supposed to be. They look like bowling shoes, but slippers. And they look, in the glimpse I got, slightly pointed toed. I was like, what is this? 
what is this? Is he wearing genie slippers now too? <laughs> That's funny. Oh my gosh. If he had on genie slippers with that kimono, that would be oh, that would be beautiful. But another note I have is who are all these women at the seance? Like we know Ray, but we only meet really one other character yeah. sitting around this table. There's at least like five women, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, we don't have any idea who any of them are and I don't know if it's just like, do you think Ray was just like, hey, I I need some people to come and do this with me so that it looks legit? Or I don't know. I really could not say. I was like, there's women in this scene. That's fun. Who are they? Well, Sean and Gus end up outside and Gus said, you cannot have a seance. Sean goes, yes, I can. It's like having a garage sale or something else. Anyone can do it. And then Gus said, first of all, you need to have a permit in order to have a garage sale. Second of all, you cannot talk to the dead. But Sean is already getting some good stuff. He says the dead guy had three days with the cash before he died. So it could really be anywhere. And he's trying to get more clues. So Gus reluctantly lets them go back in to sit down. And um, Gus, not blah. Now I'm doing Yes. It. Sean. Leaving that in. <laughs> it's not just me, people. Sean starts working. He says, uh, I want to talk about the last call he made the last time he spoke to anyone. And Ray says, well, Ellen's the only one who spoke to him the last time he called. And Ellen's his sister. And she gives up clues. And Sean is, I think, doing a very bad job at being a psychic here. Because he's like, <laughs> he's like just confirming everything she says. But I'm like, yes, yes, I sense that. Like From a, from a payphone. What's the what's the nearest cross street? Nearest cross street. street? <laughs> I mean, I always thought it was the one near the thrifty mart near Bismo is what she ends up saying. Bismo, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so she drops that it's near a place they used to go with their cousin Roger. Roger, who's Roger? So Sean kind of breaks for a second. And as soon as the sister said Roger, which was his their cousin, right? They yeah. That they used to hang out with or something. Sean totally just like looks at her because she makes this face of, oh crap, I shouldn't have said that. And it was very obvious that she kind of let something slip. And then Gus is just like done. And Gus stops the seance. Don't ruin it for everyone, Gus. Ellen says that. It's hilarious. He stands up. He looks at Raylene. Raylene? Raylene. Mm -hmm. He looks at Raylene and says, you need to get a bodyguard. And basically, as soon as, as he said that, a brick, a rock, something comes flying through the window, and it breaks the psych window. Can I please just just preemptively point out, we never get an answer as to what happened. Was it just like... That was, that was one of my notes. No, we never get an answer of who that was, because later on, Lassiter and Juliet confirmed that they were never near the psych office. Yeah, and they've been tailing the two guys that got out of prison. Albeit, like, and they're- not super well. They have lost them, but still. Not yet. No. <laughs> so, well, yeah. as long as we're talking about that, though, my question is, is that when we go from a blue psych logo to a green psych logo on the window? I was watching, and no. Right, because, like, literally two scenes later, the window's fixed again, and the blue one's yeah, back. Yeah, I, I wrote, wait, who broke the window? Also, did insurance cover this and fix it that quick? Yeah. <laughs> But I was wondering if that that was how they were going to do, like, in the next episode. That's exactly what I thought. If all of a sudden it's going to be a green logo. Because at some point it changes. 
I think it might be at the end of the season, but I was like, oh, I wonder if this is how they how they write that in. I had that same exact thought. So I I don't know why I wrote this, but I wrote Gus blames Sean. Oh, yes. So he blames Sean because he's like, did you set this up to like say there were like bad spirits? And Sean was like, no, but why didn't you bring this to me? That's genius. <laughs> yes. Why didn't you float that by me earlier? That's genius. <laughs> and they're staring out the window and Gus saw someone run away, right? Yeah, that's what he said. He goes, yeah, they've already run off. I saw them. Um, and so they're like, you're sure? <laughs> they're gone. Sean ends up screaming, ladies, stay here. We're going after them. Or it. And then looks at Gus and said, let's get some tacos. And To which I said, always. Let's always get tacos. Oh, I want tacos. Okay. Anyway, it's Tuesday. Um... Back at the SBPD, Sean and Gus want to see the file. They're trying to finesse Juliet to get a peek at the file. And this is very callback to the pilot where they are talking to not Juliet, whose name I never will remember. Nope. And she actually shows it to them. But Juliet shuts it down. Yep. It just straight up shuts it down. And Gus, they walk away. And Gus said, I like the other girl better. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> like I wrote down Sean is emphatic about it <laughs> at this point I wrote Gus out he's just like I'm out of here this yeah is a waste of time but when Sean leaves Sean walks past the officer that was from the pilot who we know is super into psychics I wrote down the name on her tag I didn't see the first initial, but her last name is Alan. So we can call her Officer Alan. She deserves a name. She's awesome. And Agreed. I wish she was in more of the series. I just wrote Psychic Heart Officer. <laughs> so Officer Alan is standing there. Sean notices and he walks by coughing so that she'll notice him because they're friends. It's cute. Sean said something about how much better she's looking or how much better she's sounding. And she said, I took your advice and I haven't had a cigarette in three weeks. Again, people don't smoke. <laughs> and Sean said, it wasn't me. It was your grandma's spirit who told you to stop smoking. Also, your aura is looking, what does he say? Like... <laughs> your aura is looking much better. Something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love her cropped hair, by the way. So he's making this psychic small talk and she goes, my grandmother, have you spoken to her again? He instantly is like, oh, sensing something. It... I'm so... Maybe from the records room? <laughs> oh, but I can't get in there. And she just lifts up her giant keychain and she was like, let's go. He clocked her giant keychain and I clocked him clocking her giant keychain before he went over to her. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> they end up so, in the records room and over by the W's. Yeah. Officer Allen tries to turn the lights on. But Sean's like, no, no, no. Keep the keep the lights low. Not too much light. We don't want to scare them. <laughs> I couldn't figure out why he told her to do that, just to make it harder for her to yeah, see him. Yeah, that's what I think. So they go over to the W's because he's being led there spiritually. She's over by the W's. Why? No, W. <laughs> I, I literally sat there for like half a second like, huh? Oh. <laughs> I love me a good pun. <laughs> he goes, I don't know. Do you know anyone with the name of W? bastard Walter. 
<laughs> she almost went your, southern there. <laughs> is that your ex-husband? <laughs> so she's got her eyes closed because he's supposedly got his eyes closed and he's trying to concentrate. And he's then rummaging through the uh, the folders. And she says, I hear uh, paper. He's like, no. It's like, yes, definitely it's paper he's like concentrate (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile he's taking notes on his hand with like a blue washable crayola marker (laughs) i noticed that i noticed that the second time around i was like where did that come from (laughs) always prepare this sean (laughs) so he finishes up and then she's like i'm definitely not sensing anything anymore and he's like oh i'm afraid we've lost her The scene cuts, they end up in Gus's bedroom. Gus is dead asleep. And Sean is in there. Dressed in his dad's old polo shirt? What the heck is with his outfit? I can tell you. Okay, so I have to admit, this was an Amazon Prime, like, note, trivia note. But if you go back and watch that scene, when the lights turn on and the camera is on Sean, sitting posed in his weird outfit... If you look just to his right, there's a picture of young Gus. And Sean is wearing the same clothes that young Gus is wearing and sitting in the same pose. Oh, my God. Oh, my I'm God. I'm not kidding. I, 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 I paused have to rewatch. So take a note. And Amazon popped up with this, like, general trivia. And that was the piece of general trivia that popped up. And I was like, no. And I rewinded it. And I was like, oh. How very dare it's he. It's true. But that's why he was dressed like that. Ah. Uh, well, I hate that polo it sticks around far too long it was very distracting and ratty looking um (laughs) oh my gosh so he's waking gus up and demanding they go somewhere they go visit roger because roger runs the cemetery where dead husband was buried entombed entombed very good point roger not only runs the cemetery but he also lives on the grounds yeah and that's creepy as i'll get out kind of cool and creepy I mean, I've heard it both ways. <laughs> but So they're writing to see Roger. It's like 60 miles away. And Gus is very unhappy. He's like 60 miles away on like no reason. Like we have no evidence about this. This is ridiculous. And Sean's licking his fingers. And he's like, you could have at least gotten me a donut too. I did, but I already ate it. Rude. Also, Stacy's mom is on the radio in the background. I know. And... And then the whole conversation that happens. So, oh my so essentially, we find out that Gus has some feelings for Raylene. And it's because she reminds Gus of somebody. Uh, and this is the first... This is the first... Babysitter, right? Well, it ends up being the babysitter. But first, Sean said, it's MBB, isn't it? And MBB... Meredith Baxter Bernie. Meredith Baxter Bernie and... Gus goes, no, but you had a crush on her too. And Sean just slides out. Well, that's because she was hot and she was the mom of APK, which is Alex P. Keaton from Family Ties. Who was also hot. That's true. Because That's true. He also had really good hair. Uh... <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So if anyone doesn't know, because I'm ancient and have been in love with Michael J. Fox since I was a very, very small child. He is a very small man, and I I do like that in a man. But he was adorable and a dork in that show, which also very much tracks for me. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) yeah, so family ties. Gus ends up telling Sean that it's a babysitter that, that Raylan reminds him of. And at the time that she was babysitting him, 
she was 37 years old. And then Stacy's mom gets louder. <laughs> and the scene ends. Sean's face is also hilarious. He's just, oh. Okay, so we're at this kind of honestly run down looking house. Like it could at least be a cute house, but it's not. So I was like, is Roger a cemetery manager, owner? What is his role? We don't really get it explained. We never meet him. Spoiler alert. His name is Roger Blaine also, which is kind of a creepy made up sounding name. And they're on the porch knocking and no one's answering. It doesn't seem like anybody's home, but Gus insists there is somebody home. And we get our super smeller moment. Because. And then Sean's really annoyed by it. Gus starts to smell and he's like, that's, that's laundry. Someone's doing laundry. Sean goes, oh yeah, I smell it too t-shirts and jeans and bounce dryer sheets he's making fun but it's very apparent when someone's running their dryer and has something fragrant in there but these boys know nothing about laundry how long do you think a boys don't do laundry clearly (laughs) they end up walking around the house to see if there's somebody at the back door because someone's not answering the first front door very Pink Panther and hilarious. What That's very, doing. very true. And Sean tries to make bird noises and, <laughs> so and, and sign language that doesn't make sense. That was actually a I'm, I'm Sean moment instead of an I'm Gus moment. There was one time in my old job where I looked at one of my residence directors and I was like, okay, when I make the secret signal, I'm going to need you to turn off the lights. And uh, the secret signal was... <laughs> so I'm in the middle of a presentation and I just go... She had no idea what I was doing. She kind of forgot the secret signal. The lights did not go out. It all failed. Oh, my goodness. That <laughs> I feel like my initial reaction wasn't big enough. I was really trying to tamp myself down because picturing that is going to make me lose it. So, ooh, we got to move on. Oh, oh, okay. The sneak around. A++ Sean Comedy. Also, <laughs> doing the I did, I did write down his name, uh, dead husband's name right here. Yeah, at this part I did. He didn't. It didn't matter before now because he was just dead husband. But we're meeting him, so he gets a name. His name is David. David Wilcroft. He ends up answering the door when Sean knocks, and I wrote, "Oops, the dead guy." As soon <laughs> as, soon as, as they realize that it's the dead guy. Gus just faints. <laughs> and it's beautiful. I love it. Gus's reactions to everything are always just so, like, they're big enough to, to fit the right amount of comedy. He's got luscious hair, and Sean and Gus from here on out are very kind of <laughs> preoccupied with this man's locks. <laughs> Ooh. They end up going inside. I guess, like, if we had been watching it originally on USA, that's where it would have cut to commercial. Mm. And then when the commercial came back, they're inside with Dead Husband. (laughs) Dead Husband is my favorite. Dead Husband. Yeah, that's probably what we're going to end up calling the episode. Which is only a little bit better than she sucks. They're inside with David Wilcroft, who lost that $3.5 million. still looking for it when they had the bank heist david took the money and it was his job to take the money and bury it so they could split it up later but it was a crazy rainy night and the car ended up going over the hill and we thought that david died in a fiery crash yeah like nothing was left of this car it was burned to smithereens so they were like we didn't find human remains but we're not super surprised but somehow i guess david got out and he realized that he was better off dead 
Yeah, he lost the money. Everything's a mess. We'll find out more later. But Gus shames him over Raylene because he says she's going out of her mind. She had to grieve him, blah, blah, blah. And Sean starts digging into Gus about his feelings for Raylene in front of David. I like David because it kind of sounds like dead husband said really, really fast. Sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I just wrote, Sean, what are you doing? This is so awkward. I really hated this part both times I watched it. (laughs) They're fighting over it and David, dead husband, ended up saying that was kind of her gift. She could always charm anybody. Oh yeah, she's a very compelling woman. That's it. Yeah, so... They ultimately end up leaving. They leave David there. But David says, look, don't turn me in yet. I'm so close. Like, keep her safe. Do what you need to do. But like, give me this time. Because, like, I've covered... And says he wants to turn in the money. Yeah, he's like, I've covered so much ground. It's I've got to be close. There can't be much left. Like, I'm working on it. Oh, I was like, what does this note say? You Look at my notes. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm a mess. I'm. Yours are... I mean, mine aren't much better, but they're a little bit better. Oh, I've always had the most terrible handwriting. <laughs> but I really, like, when it's for me, I really don't try at all. So they go back to the office and immediately Gus is like, your husband's still alive. We've seen him. We talked to him. He's at Roger's house. And Sean is like, we didn't discuss this. And what does he say? He was like, this is not what we discussed. And Gus says, we didn't discuss. Gus just tells her everything, lays it all out. He's still alive. He doesn't know where the money is. The look on her face. I just wrote. She looks like the Chucky doll. Like, she looks possessed by a demon in this scene where she's sitting in a chair. And, like, they're not really paying attention to her her reactions enough. This is where we find out that Juliet and Lassie are still on the stakeout. They're still following these criminals. But we find out that the stakeout that they're on is unsanctioned. Yeah, Jules starts poking holes. Like, who authorized this? Uh, Who, you know, who who gave you the permission officially? And he's like, I did. (laughs) They end up going through a ton of, like, codes, police codes of why it's okay and why it's not okay. Ultimately, they end up saying something that is wrong, and Sean pops his head out of the back seat and corrects them both. Yeah, I was like, ooh, Sean knows police code. Which, you know, we talked about briefly before because in the pilot he showed off his shooting skills. Mm-hmm. He looked at Lassie and said, how did you not know that? And then looked at Juliet and said... You're new and pretty, so it's okay. <laughs> but um, I just wrote, Sean in the backseat, surprise! Also, his bomber jacket from here on out that says Stinger on the back, I'm really enjoying. Like, I very much would have wanted a, a, a jacket like that at one point in my life. But so, he's like, you should really be concerned about how I snuck in here and lounged for two minutes without anyone noticing. <laughs> Sean tells them that the guys they're following don't know where the money is. And points out that he's pretty sure that that's why they're following the two robbery oh, guys. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why Lassie and Jules are staking them out. Because they're hoping that right. they'll lead them to the money. Also, Sean has been busy distracting them so that the guys get away and Jules and Lassie are now without their quarry. Giving Gus and Sean the opportunity to slip on in. Also, I wrote, oops, Jules is charmed again. <laughs> <laughs> that's the scene where they, Sean said to them, these guys broke my window, and that's when Juliet and Lassiter said, no, we've been telling them this whole time. They've never come near the psych office, so we don't know who threw the rock through the office. Just kids being stupid. Was it a rock? Nobody ever picked it up. It could have been like a baseball. 
It's like we lost yeah. sight of whatever ha- was happening, but it never got explained, and I kind of hate that. But they ended up getting tacos, so that's okay. Yeah, it all worked out for them, but I mean, I like an explanation. Is that Does that make me the Gus? <laughs> <laughs> this is when Sean and Gus are at the hotel, and they end up trying to break into these robbers' hotel room. A little light beanie, and Gus is not here for it. That's where my quote from earlier comes from. <laughs> It's not breaking and entering if you're just entering. I'm not breaking anything. Finally, Gus, nope, nope. Sean looked at him and said, would it make you feel better if we open up a window? Maybe it's already unlocked. And so while Sean is opening up the window, Gus just kind of stops and's like, Sean, look behind you. And the robbers are there with a gun. So these two guys, who, do we ever get names for them? Because I... The robbers? Yeah, I, I'm just like the dead guy and these two guys. I don't know. Um, yeah. But the other guys. Oh. We'll call, let's call them the other guys. I like that. <laughs> the other guys. I have a note that Gus is lawful good and Sean is chaotic good. So just Aww. for reference. Um, <laughs> That's very poetic. <laughs> it's very D&D of me. <laughs> so Sean is instantly playing psychic. He says he's got a message from David that he's concerned that they are going to harm Raylene. And they find this hilarious. They Mm -hmm. also find it hilarious later, but first other things happen because they don't trust Sean. So the one guy tells the other guy to go out and make sure they're left alone. And he's going to give Sean a psychic test. And Sean tries to like talk out of it. It doesn't really work that way. It's not really like a show. It just kind of happens. And then the gun gets pointed at Sean again. And Sean's like, okay, let's do it. The guy's going to do something kind of rudimentary, and he's going to put his fingers behind his back and make Sean guess what he's doing. Sean quickly realizes that he can see the guy's reflection of his hands in the TV screen, but not only that, it also bounces off the large wall mirror behind Sean and onto the metal pitcher in front of Sean, so he doesn't even have to look far or strain hard to see how many fingers this guy is holding up. So he gets it right, gets it right, gets it right, gets it right, and the guy's like, you can see my hand, can't you? And Sean, in all of his snark, said, uh, oh, yeah, I can see your fingers. It's bouncing off the TV, and that's bouncing off the mirror behind me, which is bouncing off the picture in front of me, and that's how I know. And I'm just like, dude, why are you rubbing it in? So the other guy turns, and he puts his finger, and he's like, okay, one more time. And Now he's standing in front of Gus, and Gus's right face is like, him. is he serious? What the heck is this? Like, he just can't believe it for, like... 30 seconds flat and then the guy's like how many fingers and gus holds up his hand like really Chuck goes dude you gotta stop picking three <laughs> so he's made a believer out of him they both end up telling sean and gus about the dead guy and the other member of their team okay so the dead guy was the wheel man and Sean sounds surprised by this. And they're like, shouldn't you know that? And he's like, thanks in the spirit world. Well, Gus actually says they get jumbled. They don't all call them through at the same or in the right order or whatever. They're talking about their additional partner and they find out that they call her the Viper. She's really the mastermind. She wasn't even really on the team. She was just like, oh, you're doing this. <laughs> we had to do whatever she said. And she is Raylene, the husband. keep it (laughs) she she is raylene the viper the wife of the dead guy that gus is kind of in love with (laughs) i love it we're a mess and then then sean goes 
you've always been attracted to dangerous women. You know, Joan Jett, Penny Marshall, Grace Jones, Lizzie Borden, Kathy Bates. Yeah, he lost me on that train. But I wrote at this point, how many greedy women do we have to watch in these episodes? Like, let's move on from this trope because the last episode, she sucked. <laughs> and Gus really does continue this pattern of falling in love with dangerous women. <laughs> um, I mean, to the end, to the last psych movie. If not always. Or is it the second psych movie? Second. But... It's not always dangerous women, but sometimes it's suspectedly dangerous women. Things always happen to Gus. Or women who make, like, adventurous choices. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So then Gus and Sean have to sneak out because Lassie and Jules have caught up and they're now staking out the motel once again. But once they get out, they head back to... Head back to the cemetery to check on David because they know that's where the Vipers are. Oh, yeah, because she knows exactly where he is. Thanks, Gus. But I wrote Confrontation at the Tombs and then instantly thought, that's an Agatha Christie title. <laughs> <laughs> they walk in and the Viper, Raylene, has a gun. And Sean goes, what is today? Gun day? Mm -hmm. Because this is the second time that he's had a gun pulled on him. Yeah. And he decides to bluff big because she's demanding that David tell her where the money is. And obviously this poor man has not found it yet. And Sean says, he doesn't know where it is. Only I know where it is. And then she's like, then tell me where it is because I'm pointing a gun at your head. And he's like, it is in the tomb where David is not. Duh. Well, not in so many ways, but. <laughs> it's in the crypt. And then they, oh, someone's opened my door. Hey, boo-boo. And that was bum 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 true. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by bum bum bum. Gus looked at him and said, how did you know it was in the crypt? And Shaq goes, I don't, I'm bluffing. <laughs> how long is it going to take for them to get into the crypt? And that's when Raylene says, you, and he's, she's talking to dead guy, pick up this stanchion and knock it out, get it open. Dude, did you know that thing was called a stanchion? Of course I did. Which... No one knows that's called a stanchion. This episode is lying to all of us. They're gaslighting me. Nobody knows what that's called. <laughs> I would have called that a standard. Like, we have stuff like that at my church. We call them standards. In the theater, we used to call those standards. I've never heard them called a stanchion. Yeah, no, I don't call them things. They are the barrier that makes me stay in a line, and I resent them. Um, uh, 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 stay in a line, stay in a line. Uh. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> that was so weird. My brain did something weird there. They knock the crypt open with the stanchion. Instantly. No, not they. Dead guy knocks the crypt open with the stanchion. <laughs> and then Gus and Sean start talking to try to kill time, right? Yeah, they're trying to lengthen things. And then we get our other guys. They show up and he's like, haha, yay. Just what I was waiting for. But it's like, no one's armed but her. And she even says, I can do whatever I want. Because someone asks her if she's just going to shoot them all. What happened to the gun that the other guys had? They didn't bring it with them, apparently. But then, as we know, someone's on the tail of the other guys. So Lassie and Jules show up and they shut everything down. They end up arresting Raylene. They end up arresting David, the dead guy, for faking his own death and, you know, stealing $3.5 million dollars. And as they're arresting dead guy, Sean said, he does have nice hair, though. And Gus just kind of agreed. That's a lot to keep up with, though. I don't know if I want to do that. Like, they're like, I like it, but 
Yeah, they're instantly trying to find fault with it. Like, I don't have that hair because it would just be too much work to keep it up. Which, bro, I feel you. That's why I keep going back to the pixie cut. (laughs) (laughs) They're back at SBPD. And they're in the chief's office. And the chief is trying to figure out, like, how they knew to put those two things together. A woman's got questions, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out how Lassiter and Juliet knew that David was still alive. (laughs) Well, because Sean keeps giving credit to Lassiter. And I just wrote, WTF? Like, I can't figure out why he's doing it. And I think I figured it out because... I believe Lassie figured it out, but it's all very, like, he keeps saying, oh, Lassie knew, and I knew psychically from his brain. Like, it was all Lassiter. I picked it up from Detective Lassiter's giant brain. (laughs) Once again, Lassie manhandles Sean. I wrote that too. Pulls him out into the hallway. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Which, yeah, very theme song. (laughs) And I went, what is he doing? Is Lassie right? Lassiter thinks that Sean, nope, yes, Lassiter thinks that (laughs) Sean is trying to get Lassiter to admit that Sean is psychic. Which I think is a setup that again pays off eventually. Yeah. And I was like, this is really cute. I really love them. But Sean is still ribbing him and... He's like, why don't you, aren't you going to tell us where the money is hidden? And Lester's like, I don't know where the money is. And he's like, sure you do. Think. I'm getting dirt. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then Lester's like getting angry and angrier. And he just goes, what am I going to say now? As he walks away, <laughs> which sounds like a threat. <laughs> the episode ends with Sean and Gus, quote unquote, getting some fresh air. <laughs> And they stop at a trail end. And Gus is confused why they're there. They walk out and Sean said, we're going to get the dead. Dread dread, pirate. That's it. You say it. I can't stumble over it. (laughs) We're here for the dread pirate Wilcroft's dirty booty. You just want to say dread pirate Roberts. And then you have to stop yourself. The dread pirate Wilcroft's dirty booty. How did he do that? But I love the Princess Bride illusion because that too comes into play in this beautiful, beautiful series. It does. It does. Okay. Um, before we also out, the Princess Bride is probably one of my favorite movies and ever. the most quotable, probably by far, forever, and it should be. This true. But Sean drops the bomb that even though Dead Guy is one hundred percent certain he knows the area where he buried the money and he just doesn't know the exact spot, he says it was the Kalish Loop, but it was torrential rains. Two full days of torrential rains. The worst rains in 30 years, Dead Guy said at one point. So Sean says that there's a second Kalish loop that is only opened up for evacuations and for emergency vehicles and... In situations where there's torrential downpours. Yeah, flooding and and so forth. So he's like, he's been digging the wrong area this whole time and we're going to find this. 90 minutes (laughs) tough. Also, he brought tandoori chicken. So. <laughs> <laughs> brought up snacks and when they're walking to go get the dirty booty <laughs> while they're walking to go shovel up keep dirty word. booty i want to keep saying dirty booty what what is it what is it when you shovel things you unbury dig dig oh my gosh i could not come <laughs> up with the word dig kaylee <laughs> when they go to try to dig up the dirty booty gus said 
if I find it, I'm taking credit. And Sean was like, no, 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 I'm the psychic. I'm the one who has to tell them. I'll be like, I'm picturing chicken bones, tandoori style. And I bet they were delicious. <laughs> and then we fade into the end music. They were fresh, yes. <laughs> oh, that was glorious. And that is the episode that we don't understand the title of. Yeah, that and like, it's not, I mean, I, it was fun. I really enjoyed both times watching it. I have another note. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is going to come up in my favorite quote at the end. But twice in this episode, Sean references Mahjong. What is that Shawshank? What is that reference? I don't know, but have you ever played Mahjong? Only the computer version. Okay, that's the version that I play. I really like Mahjong, but he brought it up in the quote that I'm going to say at the end because it was my favorite quote. But then he also brought it up about them in prison. He's like, I thought you guys had TV and lawn darts and mahjong. That's why. But I don't understand why it came up twice in the episode. That's why, like, that time is what made me think, is this from Shawshank? But, okay, I have a confession to make. I've never seen that movie because I was. Girl, you know I haven't. Like, it's, okay, so it's Stephen King, but it's not a horror film. And what I know of Stephen King, not horror films, like the freaking Green Mile, is that he is emotionally manipulating me to cry and I've got radar for it and I, I just don't need that in my life. Nope. So I have not watched it and I know that as a supported cinephile is tantamount to a heresy, but here I stand. Oh my gosh, Kaylee, my house smells like bacon right now. <laughs> Maybe that's why Drew opened my door, so I would smell the bacon. <laughs> Does that mean we're bum, done? Bum, bum. Bacon. Okay, uh, do we have any other... I think I got all of my pop culture quotes out. Yeah, I didn't pick up anything. I forgot to write down the thing about Mahjong. Oh, you had said to me that you had a correction that you were maybe going to make. But it was from, like, the first episode. And I don't remember now. Okay, I don't either. We're good. Yeah, we're good. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I it's said something. our podcast and we'll do oh, what we want I remember. <laughs> I said something stupid in the first episode about how Sean made an anonymous call to the precinct and it was not an anonymous call. He clearly gave his name at the end of that call and then went into the precinct to hopefully collect a reward. And uh, so yep. using the word anonymous when something's not anonymous is stupid. And I'm sorry, but... <laughs> I mean, I, I've heard it both ways, so I'm not really <laughs> Oh, oh, what did I say to someone? I think I said that in book club last night. I forget why. Oh, we were talking about roll call. Someone said, is it R-O-L-L or R-O-L-E? And I just went, I heard it both ways. <laughs> and then I went, speaking of... <laughs> and shamelessly plugged our podcast. <laughs> I keep doing that too. Uh, we have a standing coffee date with some of my girlfriends from up here. And last night we were talking about it and I told them that we were going to drop our trailer and I immediately sent them the link to our Podbean link. Oh. I was like, here, you should listen. We have a couple of downloads. Yeah. What? Yeah. It, well, that's what the analytics are telling me. I just posted to YouTube today. Our channel is Team Blueberry. And if you need, like, our name, our name is to the blueberry podcast at gmail.com. So if you can find us there. But if you just search to the blueberry, let me tell you something. You're not going to find it. Um, so if you're really looking for our YouTube episode because you really want to see the cool logos that Kaylee and I put together, you can email us at to the blueberry podcast at gmail.com. And I will be more than happy to send you a direct link. 
and then you can follow there so you'll never miss an episode yeah absolutely like subscribe leave us reviews if you guys start to listen this is just something we're doing for fun but it'd be cool if other people had fun with us (laughs) also just like as a general internet note the world has enough hate in it right now so if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all yeah dude we're i mean we're not here to discuss literally anything but all the joy that is psych (laughs) so i mean (laughs) oh and and pineapples and bacon because i can still smell it i'm a fan of delicious flavor (laughs) but i don't eat bacon so more for you um I killed her. <laughs> uh, I'm Alexis. Bingo. Yahtzee. Mahjong? <laughs> and I'm Kaylee. And the guy with the gun is flipping me the bird. And this has been... To, to the, the Blueberry! Blueberry! Psych out!